A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete. Stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. So we made a post on Instagram a few days ago that turned out to be a pretty polarizing idea. So this post said, it's not fat, it's not carbs, it's not sugar, it's not alcohol. If you're not losing weight, it's because you're eating too many calories, period. So this post got nearly 8,000 likes and lots of positive feedback, but we also got kind of slammed by a bunch of people in the comment section. So we got comments like, this is false information. My thyroid says this is fake news. This is very toxic and harmful information. We got a bunch of feedback from people who seem to think that science is not real or science is fake news. Science is not fake news (laughs) and it never will be. So our goal is to help Uh, help people, which often requires having conversations that challenge them and sometimes even will make people uncomfortable. But have we really reached the point where we can't state scientific facts without ridicule? That's not something that should be happening. Science doesn't lie. It also doesn't care about your feelings. Our goal is never to hurt anyone's feelings, but we also want to rely on science because that's going to show us the best path path forward for accomplishing our health and fitness goals. So over 100 years of metabolic science has clearly established that energy balance, which is calories in versus calories out, is the fundamental principle of fat loss. No revolutionary diet, dietary supplement, training approach, or anything else will ever replace the need to focus on energy balance for fat loss purposes. In fact, your energy balance is vital to the achievement of all fitness goals, whether you you are working to lose body fat, build muscle, or maintain your physique. Now, let me be really clear. Building a fat loss plan is fairly simple, and yes, energy balance is the primary mechanism for which you need to be focusing on to accomplish fat loss, but even though it's easy to put together a plan, relatively easy and straightforward, Following it is not easy. So I'm not saying that fat loss is easy. I'm saying that it's simple and it is guided by energy balance, which is actual science. It's not anything that uh, can be disputed as fake news or toxic information or false information. That doesn't make any sense. Well, at the end of the day, like it comes down to the, the individual, you know, it's like if they're, if they're following a certain approach for X amount of time and then their, their, their beliefs are challenged and what they're, they're trying to, um, what they've been following for X amount of time, like they're, it's going to frustrate you, you know, uh, if you've been stuck for a while. So I, there, there's a part of me that understands it. And there's another part of me. It's like, that, that makes no sense, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly why we're having this episode. Cause I right. think it's really important to 
analyze what your beliefs are, where they're coming from, and then understand how you are reacting to certain ideas and the emotions behind that. Like, why are you actually getting so flustered at somebody displaying some concrete scientific literature? Yeah, totally. Like when, like where I'm at, it's like, I encourage external thought, you know, it's like, and if there's stuff to back that external thought, like from someone else and that I might not know, it's like, I'm going to absorb that super well. You know, it's like, I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't know that. Let me look into it more. Uh, instead of saying, oh, you're wrong. Uh, don't tell me what to do. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. That's not giving me the results, you know? <laughs> yeah. You sent me a screenshot of another comment. Somebody who oh. said, <laughs> some guy. He, yeah. he, uh, he was mentioning, uh, he's like, that is completely false. Uh, you can eat 8,000 calories and still only burn 2,000 calories and not gain any weight. If the food that you're consuming from those 8,000 calories doesn't trigger insulin, I think that's what he said. Right. And it's just like, bro, you, you're gaining over a pound of fat a day. <laughs> this, is, this is just not real information. And if you press them at all and say, okay, I am open to hearing your side of things. Right. Let's see some evidence. Oh, I don't have any. It's it's all anecdotal, and or, or they just or they just start mouthing off because they're they're mad and yeah, or they, they just get more mad. They block you. It's like why have we become a society of anti science? Um, especially like in the vegan community, that doesn't make any sense to me. I we've seen that with COVID and other things, but why is that trickling into very fundamental principles in the health and fitness industry? Entered calories in, calories out, that matters. Yeah. And I mean, the most relevant one with the vegan community is protein. You know, it's like there's there's protein in plants. Uh, it's, it's, this, it's the same thing, except people just don't, uh, people are resistant with certain information. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just uh, touch on the fat loss stuff a little bit more and talk about energy balance. And then we'll, we'll jump into kind of the larger discussion that we really want to have. But just to wrap up the fat loss parts, as I said, building a fat loss plan is fairly simple, but following it is not easy. That's why it's important to, one, focus on an evidence-based strategy, which it seems not enough people are actually doing. Uh, Two, avoid dropping your calorie intake too low. Three, work some of your favorite foods into your meal plan in moderation. That's incredibly important for the long-term sustainable aspect of creating a nutrition program. And then four, consider getting a coach to provide personalized guidance and support along that way. So yes, the journey is difficult, but if you have someone in your corner, it makes it a lot easier. If you follow these steps, you will be able to burn body fat. It doesn't matter what, uh, where you've been, what you've tried, you can accomplish your fat loss goals if you are focusing on the right approach. Now, before you say that focusing on energy balance doesn't work for you, please ask yourself, does this belief empower or imprison me? Is telling yourself that you've quote, tried everything and nothing works actually constructive towards your goals? Or is that belief actually holding you back from building the body and confidence that you deserve? Yes, if you don't have a healthy hormonal balance, in other words, if you have something like hypothyroidism, then your metabolism will be slower, which can make it more difficult to burn fat and maintain a healthy body weight. But fat loss is still possible with hypothyroidism and other hormonal issues if you know how to properly properly fuel your body. 
So there's just an abundance of scientific evidence that proves that this is true when it comes to different kind of hormonal imbalances and just fat loss uh, kind of fundamentals on, on the whole. But let's take a step back from energy balance and kind of zoom out a little bit um, and look at kind of health and fitness more broadly. So more broadly, do your beliefs about health and fitness empower or imprison you? So do you tell yourself that you're never going to be comfortable in your own skin? That's something that we hear. There's just so much negative self-talk when right. people are looking in the mirror or you, it's not even something you have to be saying out loud, but are you looking in the mirror and thinking, okay, I don't like the way I look. I'm never going to be comfortable in my body. I'm never going to like the way I look. Are you telling yourself that? And if you are, is that belief empowering or imprisoning you? Do you tell yourself that you're never going to be able to run a half marathon, deadlift your body weight, or complete any other kind of athletic achievement that you would really love to be able to achieve? So many people talk down to themselves when it comes to what is possible for my future athletic uh, accomplishments. And you have to ask yourself, does that belief empower or imprison you? Do you tell yourself that you aren't fit enough to go to the gym or participate in certain physical activities or join certain membership clubs or whatever because you're not fit enough or you don't look the right way or you're not fast enough or you're not strong enough or whatever you are kind of telling yourself? Are those beliefs empowering or imprisoning you? Uh, do you tell yourself that you don't have time to make healthy meals and move your body? That's something that we hear a lot. Right. People just convince themselves, I don't have time. And if you say something to yourself enough, you're going to internalize that and just believe it. So is that belief empowering or imprisoning you? Yeah, we all have busy schedules. If you walk down the street and ask people, hey, are you busy? 99 out of 100 people 100%. <laughs> are going to say, oh, yeah, I'm so busy. Every, like, I don't everyone have time. So I don't. Busy. And then, wow, I think the average uh, amount of television that people watch per week is like 20 hours or something like Netflix, TV. And oh, that's gross. I don't know. It's it's a lot. I've, well, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's like three or four hours a day. Anyways, so people have time and they're lying to themselves. They're telling themselves things that aren't true. They're ingraining these beliefs about their life or health and fitness that are imprisoning them to a life that they don't actually want to live. So we actually uh, pu published a, another post kind of earlier uh, this past week that said, if you don't have 15 minutes per day to track your food and two to three hours per week to work out, you don't have a time issue, you have a time management issue. That's another one that most people seem to agree with, but it was pretty well, polarizing. We still, yeah, we still got some resistance on that one. Because we got some resistance <laughs> on that. So uh, Honors actually posted it and a woman responded and said, well, I worked 76 hours this week, so I don't think so. Yeah. Now, is that a belief that empowers or imprisons her? And I actually responded to her comment by saying there are 168 hours in a week. Okay. So we just go through 24 times seven, 168. Subtract 56 hours of sleep, which is eight hours per night, and the 76 hours of work that she's saying that she does every single week, and you have 36 hours remaining. 
So this post is saying that you can spend 15 minutes per day, which is one hour and 45 minutes per week, tracking your food and at least two hours of physical activity per week. That is three hours and 45 minutes total in uh, per week invested into your health of the 36 hours that she had outside of sleep and work. So don't convince yourself that you don't have time for your health. So, I mean, this is going to be a little bit of a side tangent, but like when I just hear stuff like that, it, it's, I, I always put things into perspective, right? It's like, they say they don't have time now, but if you don't find time for your health and fitness, it's going to remove time from your life down the road. You know, it's just like, and, and it's just something that people don't think about because people are so focused on the present. They think, oh, I'm busy today. Can't do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. And we talk about this, this mindset all the time through our podcast. It's like everyone says, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do this later. I'll do that. And you're going to get to a point where you don't even have the choice where you can do, you know, uh, you're going to be stuck with the thing, the, the life that you have solidified, the health that you have solidified, and you're going to just regret not doing anything sooner. So it's just like, if you're telling yourself you don't have time, if you're telling anyone else like, oh, I, it's like, it's not a priority at the moment, you better make it a priority. You know, it's like, it's, it's something, it's the only thing in your life, it, taking care of yourself is the only thing that you actually have full control over. And if you're not taking control of that, that's what's making you feel like you have these limitations. You can't do things. And you're solidifying this limiting belief of, um, I don't even know how to describe it, a, a limiting belief of not being able to um, do the things that you want to be doing and getting the things that you uh, want to be getting, you know? So it, it just blows my mind. It's really important to <laughs> to focus on the language that you're using right. with yourself, both maybe verbally, but also, and probably more importantly, the internal language that you're constantly reinforcing. So if you're saying, hey, I don't have time for this, as you said, if you don't make time for your health now, it's going to make you make time for it down the road. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you don't invest some time and effort into your health now, you will pay for it later. I don't think people realize how much their internal voice actually determines the outcome, right? Um, and so the the thing that I see with, and, and I'm just like for people well in their, their fitness journeys or in areas with their relationships or their business, it's like the, the common theme bef- between all these individuals is the, the sense that um, I'm going to try until I'm proven that I can't do it, right? It's like, I'm going to work my ass off to, to show myself that I can do this um, and to get to that point. And if I fail, like, it's like, okay, that's a reality check. I learn from it and I move on. Um, but so many people get stuck in this, this point where they're like, I just can't. And they don't even start, you know? Um, and it just, and it's sad to see that. <laughs> yeah. There are tons of things. And that's that what we solidifies try. like these comments and everything. You know? Yeah. There are tons of things that we try that end up not actually working out, but okay. That doesn't mean I'm going to throw in the towel or say, oh, this is impossible. Or I've tried everything and worked and, and nothing worked. Right. I'm going to step back and say, okay, well, I guess I just didn't do the right thing. I still have this goal. I'm not going to 
move the goalpost closer because I haven't accomplished that right. goal that matters to me yet. I'm going to just turn in a different direction and focus on a different strategy or just figure out how to make that work. So in response to that comment that I um, had in response to her initial comment about, hey, I'm working too much. And I said, well, you actually have 36 hours per week outside of sleep and work based on these very simple calculations. She responded by saying, nah, I would rather spend that time with my kids. So she has convinced herself that she doesn't even have four hours per week to invest in her health because of her family. Do you really think that your family wouldn't support you spending four hours a week on your health of those 36 extra hours that you say that you spend all of which uh, with your family? Of course they would support you. Plus, investing a few hours per week into your health will improve the quality and quantity of the years that you're going to have to spend with your family. And we all know that she doesn't spend every single hour outside of work and sleep with her family. So she's also kind of lying to herself, which is not helpful whatsoever to her. Um, and also you can do physical activities with your family, which is a great way to feel happier and healthier as a family while also bonding with your kids. And this doesn't mean like go on the treadmill with them. It's like, go play Frisbee. You know, it's like, go on a hike, go do something fun. <laughs> yeah. If you're equating physical... family, family time to like Netflix. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're equating physical activity with, oh, I need to just run on a treadmill or lift some weights or do stuff that I don't really want to be doing. Maybe that is what you enjoy doing, but, uh, I know I most people for, don't, <laughs> I have a feeling for her and most other people, that's not what they enjoy doing. So yeah, go out and play with your kids or have fun, do this kind of stuff. Don't convince yourself that you don't have time to be investing in your health and also showing your family helping your family to kind of build those healthy habits. Right. That's huge. Yeah. That's one of the main things I'm going to want to give my children when I have them yeah. is that the is just the experience of focusing on your health and and making health and fitness fun and eating nutritious foods that really align with um everything I believe. And right. I just, and that's, that's such a great bonding experience. And I think that's really valuable. So the reason I'm challenging her and trying to get you to think about the beliefs that you tell yourself is because beliefs are powerful and they're going to guide your actions and ultimately guide your life. If you convince yourself that you can't do something, then guess what? You're not going to be able to do that thing. Now, when you're facing an uncomfortable idea or conversation or a difficult challenge or some kind of adversity, I understand the temptation to make excuses or kind of buy into that tiny little voice in the back of your mind that's telling you you can't do it. I battle those same thoughts. I know you do as well, Anders. Really? Uh, those same thoughts, those same limiting beliefs, we battle those on a daily basis. But then I take a step back and I ask myself, does this belief empower or imprison me? Is this belief constructive to accomplishing my goals and living the life that I want to, or is it actually pulling me away from where I ultimately want to go? As Henry Ford famously said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite all-time quotes because it's so powerful. Your beliefs determine your life. So before you accept a belief as your reality, ask yourself, does this belief empower or imprison me? 
Let the answer to that question guide which beliefs you embrace and which beliefs you let go. All right, so that's going to be a wrap for this episode. If you found value in this episode, please take a minute right now to tell one other person about this podcast. As you know, we're on a mission to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives because we firmly believe that the more healthy and fit vegans there are in the world, the faster veganism will spread. So please help the animals, the planet, and other people by sharing this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. And until next time, keep challenging the freaking status quo. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.